silly is that? What are we talking about? Let's go do basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hoop Dreams, the basketball podcast on the 8-Bit Collective, and of course, powered by Audio-Technica. My name is Matt Tilby, and I am joined by the Mike Bibby and Sharif Abdurrahim of the 8-Bit Collective. I'll let you decide who is who. It's John O'Peck and Brendan White. Boys, how are we doing? The boys are back in town. The boys are indeed back in town. Uh, terrible monikers we've been uh, tasked <laughs> with tonight, but yeah, I don't it could be, be Mike worse. Bibby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought I, I thought no I'd give you guys some uh, some classic uh, Grizzlies, uh, you know, comparisons. I think are, are pretty solid. So I don't know if the Grizzlies have any classic. <laughs> they don't deserve to have any classic, apart from Brian guess, Reeves. At least I wasn't compared to Zion Williams's knee. So uh, I'll take this one over that. Mm. Yes, we'll uh, we'll surely be getting on to Zion in just a little bit. But before we start, I guess it's. Uh, a big thank you to everyone who came and saw us at uh, at PAX Australia a uh, fortnight yep. ago. Um, big old thanks to the guys who've uh, you know taken some photos for us, come seeing us uh, doing our podcast thing on the show floor. Of course, thanks Good to fun. Audio Technica f- for that one. Um, any quick highlights for you guys? Oh, it was always um, good to seeing all you guys and gals and getting to hang out. It was a good time doing panels. Yeah, and- like the, the cliche community thing is obviously great, but... Um, it's just nice to let the hair down, get out of the hometown for a while and, mm. and run rough shots through Melbourne and mm. get up to all kinds of mischief. So uh, it was nice to escape reality for a while. Oh, then pancakes. Shout out to Stokers. <laughs> Best yeah. pancake place in Australia, just about, I'd say. <laughs> I'd say pretty much, yeah. It's, uh, I saw some interesting photos of the uh, the food you had and it, was, it looked pretty good. So, uh but uh, yeah, of course, thanks to uh, Audio Technica for uh, supplying us with the excellent little podcast booth, I guess, little enclosure almost, yeah. uh, locking us in like caged animals. But it was a lot of fun. Um, they were all very welcoming for us over the entire weekend. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So if you uh, were around uh, in Melbourne over that weekend, um, big thanks to uh, to you for coming and saying hello but um yeah so this is the first first recording we've done in quite a while together um it is whose company now has become three as a crowd um and we're on to our final division uh to preview uh as the season literally starts if i look at my calendar huh tomorrow um people hear this the season will have started like a week ago so yeah, hopefully we won't be too uh, too tardy with uh, recording this one. But uh, yeah. yes, we are. Well, I guess possibly saving the best for last for the uh, mm. the Southwest Division, um, a fairly evenly contested division on paper this year. Um, any sort of first thoughts going in, guys? Yeah, rest in peace, Zion's knee. Yes, of course. The big news coming out over the last couple of days that uh, first round draft pick or number one draft pick Zion Williamson out for I believe six to eight weeks with a meniscus tear that he had yeah. uh, surgery on. So um, it's too early to say rest in peace for his knee. I think we can I say know. we can say rest. Back. No, let me say we can say rest in peace for his uh, rookie of the year odds because they'll definitely be taking a big hit. I don't know if it's possible to win after that long out, but it'd have to be. A amazing season from him and a subpar season from everyone else that's a contender for him to take it. See, I'd actually yeah. seen yeah. that, uh, I believe it was Sportsbet who <laughs> dropped him down to $4, which was equal with, uh, of course, number two draft pick, Jar Morant, <laughs> who will also be getting 
um, to grips with this year. But uh, yeah, no, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if he can sort of rebound from that. Obviously, we've seen guys like Ben Simmons go, you know, a full season out, and even guys who are coming like in this Griffin. year, yeah. yeah, like Michael Porter Jr., who uh, obviously had, I believe, back issues last season, so he's coming in um, with a full year of, I guess bench experience under his belt but um we shall see in the long run but of course we do start uh in texas the big easy uh with the dallas mavericks uh a team you could say have well it's tough to say because they've brought in some interesting pieces um of course highlighted by nine foot seven big man boban um but really the other big name is of course a guy who was pretty much there all of last season and didn't play a game. Of course, uh, Dirk Nowitzki's, I guess, predecessor or successor, I should say, um, in the form of Kristaps Porzingis. Um, Brendan, they're really just going for that sort of straight swap, aren't they, for the, the sort of European big man? They'd really hope so. Like, Dirk is a, is a god. Um, he's, he's one of the greats and, and a genuine good dude, obviously uh, free of any type of harassment charges and potential AVOs <laughs> like the Zinger has sort of lingering, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, they call him the unicorn for a reason and, and that sort of size and, and sort of stroke distance, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how he bounces back from a season off and returning from from some pretty serious injury so yeah does he does he synergize well with Luca? what do you reckon do you think mm. they're gonna they're gonna contrast well with one another I think they will eventually but he's been out for more than a year like it's almost it's it's like 20 months or something isn't it since the initial injury it was a yeah. while yeah. yeah yeah so I feel like he's gonna have to play back into game shape and just get used to the the demands of an NBA season before we can start penciling them in for a playoff berth, which some people are, because we can expect Luca to continue to improve, I guess, after a really great rookie season, but yeah, I think that it'll be a fun team to watch, definitely. I'm, I'm not quite ready to, to pencil them in. Just how far do you think, as you were, of course, speaking about Luka Doncic, just how far, Jono, do you think his ceiling is? Because obviously the first season he had last yeah. year was unlike anything we'd ever seen from uh, a rookie of his size and, and uh, mm. from, the, I guess, the European region. But um, he's really got to be knocking on the door for an all-star selection this year. Yeah, I think so. And it's it's hard because in some senses people talk about him like he's not a rookie because he's spent time in Europe and there's nothing about him that seemed rookie-like in his first year. So it makes me wonder if he's kind of past the whole like rookie sophomore slump, like that whole thing. And this is kind of who he is or whether he does have a lot of room to continue to grow as a, as a player in the NBA. I'm sure that, that he's got the potential to do a lot more than we've seen. It's just how quickly that will happen with, I guess, a situation where, you know, he, he is the guy there, but Chris Tapps is going to be coming back wanting to get a lot of touches. And uh, he's got, a, like, Chris Tapps has a lot to prove as well. So the, the way that they play together could have a big influence on how much progression we see from Luca. But, yeah, I think All-Star Reserve is definitely in his future. Uh, I've, I've heard some people bandy his name about as, like, a potential Dark Horse MVP candidate coming up, oh. whether it's this year next year that's way too soon he's yeah he's, in, in a few mm. years i could see that but yeah. like yeah hold your horses for now yeah. i think um 
yeah, like he's he's going to do great and he'll facilitate well for for the zinger and but like you look at the rest of their team like they don't really have much else outside of those two like I'm I'm curious to see more um Dillon Wright that they've grabbed from Memphis by way of Toronto so I've I've followed him for a while he's a big lanky point so so he's known for his defense so they've got some good young pieces Courtney Lee's a bit of a journeyman JJ Barea is still there like Seth Curry who wants the crap Curry but he's there anyway like the spoiled <laughs> oh, Curry one of the know, best the shooters in the league old. still <laughs> I don't know. Like, I see him maybe 30, 30, 35 wins is yeah. my hot take on the Mavs. Mm. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be tight. I think that they'll be sort of scraping around that eighth, eighth seed. Um, but I, I, I do think that there are some, you know, good veteran presences in there. Even guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., um, who's obviously see vet, been yeah. around the, a block a bit with uh, with New York. I think he'll, he'll be a, a real good presence for them uh, around the point. He's like a crappy man's James Harden. <laughs> He's only interested in scoring Hardaway. <laughs> well, I mean, you've always got uh, the Aussie in the mix, Ryan Brockoff, which is always good to see. So it's it's going to be uh, a tough slog for the Mavericks. Uh, but uh, if they can get that Luca KP experiment going, I think mm. it, uh, they could see the, the benefits of that. But uh, as we move, I guess... Where is Houston in relation to <laughs> Dallas? I was going to say south. South. I think of it's the south. Border. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's southeast. Yeah, so we're staying in Texas, thankfully, as we talk <laughs> about the Houston Rockets. Um, and this is perhaps one of the big uh, genuine threats this year. Um, of course, they were last year. Um, mm. And you could argue that they choked um, going into the games against Golden State. But they've really backed it up with some you know decent um additions of course one one notable name stands out there in the form of russell westbrook but um yeah brendan like aside from westbrook you you look at the the guys that they brought in ryan anderson tyson chandler even guys like uh tabo cephalosha and ben mclemore like they're really sort of building this core around this veteran talent Tyson Chandler and, and Thabo, I think they're some pretty underrated guys. Like Cephalosha's, he's not much of an offensive dynamo, but he can defend pretty well. Brian Anderson seems to be just the unwanted journeyman. Like he was all the hotness several mm. years ago when I think he was in Orlando, wasn't it? When he was bombing That's where he threes. Broke out, from, yeah. Yeah. But since then, he's just been bouncing around the league, getting next to no minutes. But, you know, he'll give him some good offense off the bench. Chandler's a good good presence potentially off the bench like is like who are you going to play at the five like you think will Chandler Capella. start for him and they'll spot with Nene I think Capella's the, Capella the will starter yeah, yeah. Cap- Capella's the definite starter there I think you know uh, Chandler like you said will be that presence off the bench but mm. yeah, it would have been different had they had kept you know a guy like Kenneth Fareed um, who I think would have been you know a, a perfect sort of backup uh, for Capella but yeah look it it's a difficult situation because Nene is, you know, how old is he now? Almost getting on to Six, sort of 65, 40. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not much he's, left in the tank. He's, get, he's getting old in the tooth. But um, look, I think really if they're sort of recruiting those guys, it's not really their area of concern. I think they've really sort of stacked it, um, you know, at the, the the point guard and the shooting guard position, as we've now seen from the addition of, uh, of Westbrook. Like... I mean, Jono, we've discussed Westbrook and Harden in mm. earlier episodes, and we've we've expressed some 
I guess, fears that <laughs> it may end badly. They've even said about it in press conferences, you know, we're two very good um, high-quality players and we know how each other plays, so we won't have any issues. But do you see this ending badly or how do you see this playing out? It's really hard to imagine, like, Westbrook playing off the ball. It's something we haven't really seen for a really long time. Even when he was playing with KD, he was ball handling. So, yeah, it, it's a different Harden that we're seeing now. And I guess it's a different Westbrook in some ways. Like, it's full. Like, Westbrook's fully come out of his shell to who he is compared to when Harden was in OKC. So, yeah, it's just such a an unknown, I feel like. Until... Like, I haven't watched them in preseason, but I am really curious to see how it works. Whether there's a transition period of, you know, much like we've seen in Miami with Wade and LeBron, like, you take this play, I'll take the next one, and going back and forth. Or does Russ slot into the facilitating role, the backup role to Harden, who is, you know, we know an MVP candidate, possibly the best scorer in the league, and someone that you really should be building an offense around when Russ is used to being in that, in that position. So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to end badly. I can see it kind of falling apart in the playoffs potentially, but you know that's possibly because it always does with Houston, not because of Harden. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not because of Russ, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, I guess the sort of litmus test whether they can, because they'll obviously make the playoffs, but whether they can... I guess, get past that sort of second, third round where they've always been sort of falling short to yeah. other really good teams in their division. Obviously, they've had teams like Golden State in the past, but yeah, yeah. I think that, that'll be sort of the determining factor of whether they can call this season a success. Yeah. Um, I think that they will get along. Like, they seem to be close enough that they will be able to coexist. I don't think that's an issue, like some people might think. I think it's more like... Russ being his own worst enemy and whether he kind of just goes full into Russ like me against the world mode and kind of does his own thing that's what will be the the issue I think with him yeah exactly Um, both of you are pretty big on your sneakers and a lot of style Um, what weird shit do you think uh, PJ Tucker pulls out this year because obviously he's been I guess crowned the uh the sneaker king of the NBA. Um, surely he's going to pull out something we've never seen before because um, it seems to, you know, mask the uh, pretty average playing style um, <laughs> that he possesses. But, yeah, um, look. He I, keeps getting contracts. He keeps getting signed. <laughs> yeah, look, I guess it's his defensive presence. Um, he's always been one of those sort of, you know, grind sort of players just really locks you down and, and, and makes it difficult to do anything. Uh, he's really valuable. Also a player that, that um, yeah, he's, he's ready to punch people on the court as well. That's probably what keeps <laughs> around a bit of actual toughness. He's a bit of a pest, but uh, yeah, he's uh, certainly a flashy pest. We, I guess we don't see that too often. Um, we now move on to the Memphis Grizzlies, a team who were pretty much in transition for a lot of last season. But looking at the ins and outs of this team, there's a lot happening. They've uh, mm. they've gone through the uh, through the book and and uh, gone through uh, with a lot of new players. Um, not even with the rookies, but you know even guys like Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill. Uh, the veteran presence of Andre Iguodala is going to be huge for them. 
Um, if he stays there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. he does stay, because obviously there's been rumors and rumblings that he may uh, head to La La Land, um, as I'm assuming most players on a free agent uh, mm. basis will. But um, they've they've picked up some decent pieces here. I think there's enough there that they could um, surprise a couple of people. I'm not definitely going to say that there's a, <laughs> a playoff run in the offing, but there's certainly some quality pieces. Yeah, I think there's a lot of who is that when I look at the ins uh, compared to the people that are leaving. Conley, Avery Bradley, Joakim Noah, Parsons, even uh, even Wright, like the, the, and CJ Miles, like the guys they're losing are like established role players. If not, you know Mike Conley, who's been part of this team for as long as you can remember, just about. So they've definitely lost their identity, especially with Gasol gone as well. It's going to definitely be a year of transition as far as I'm concerned. And just people finding out whether they fit there, whether it's uh, you know a, a temporary home or whether it's you know something they can build around. And I know they've got young guys that they can start to do that with, but finding the pieces to fit around those young guys is something that takes a, a couple of years, I think. Mm. Brendan, I want to ask you, uh, John Morant, is he the real dark horse for rookie of the year this year? I, I think he is, man. I, I really like him. Like, um, I, I like him as a, as a prospect more than Trey Young. Um, I think he can do a bit of everything. He, he had some pretty good stats coming out of college. Uh, I like his length. Obviously, he can shoot like there's no one's business. Like, I was looking up some stats earlier. He was shooting like 49 point, like nearly 50% from the field, 81 <sighs> from the free throw line. Yeah. Um, so so he's a jack of all trades and, and I'm excited to see what they do when they give him the keys to the castle here uh, him and him and old Jaron Jackson uh, are two very exciting prospects playing together um, yeah they've, they've got some other sort of dark horses to potentially become something or anything Ivan Rab was one I was really high on a couple of years ago when mm. he came out Bruno Caboclo was the Brazilian Kevin Durant if anyone remembers <laughs> way back when it fabled, yeah. failed Toronto Raptors uh, draft pick there, but like Josh Jackson too. Like, is he going to take that next step, or is he just going to be sort of what he is? Tyus Jones. So yeah, look, yeah. Josh Jackson was it was a big one for us um, when he played on a pretty uh, stinking Phoenix Suns lineup. Um, I hope he can get some time because I think if you give him the 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 playing time and you give him this sort of space and the option to play. He's got the potential to uh, to provide something. So I think whether he does take that sort of starting spot or he is, I guess, maybe sixth man or sort of first off the bench, he's he's got the potential to uh, to provide some serious numbers. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. But doubling back, I think um, Jar is, yeah, he's, he's certainly my, my sort of odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year this year, especially now with the injury to Zion. It just opens up the door for him exponentially as far as opportunities goes he's going to get free reign number two overall draft pick let's go yeah well uh we now i guess move on to the team possessing that uh other big rookie of the year candidate of course uh zion's new orleans pelicans um and well we we could call them the new orleans pelicans or we could just call them the uh the new orleans lakers um bringing in it seems like half the team that's uh, was in Los Angeles last year. Um, but having said that, the quality is there. From what they've been able to bring in um, for what they had replaced, 
Um, I think they've done fairly well. Uh, Jono, mm. just looking at sort of the ends of this team, um, do you feel like they'd pull the fast one on Los Angeles? <laughs> I don't know. Like LA got Anthony Davis, who could be the MVP this year. So it's hard to, to say that LA didn't get the best end of, of the deal also being a, a finals contender but you know as far as packages go the pelicans have done very well i think you'd be very pleased knowing that ad was going for a long time or wanting to leave for a long time i think they've done yeah pretty well and i don't know if playoffs is on the agenda this year i think that you have to look at the teams that we had in the playoffs last year if you're going to push a couple of them out to make way for the likes of um I don't know. A lot of it, like, whether it's the Timberwolves or, like, the Kings or people that, that teams that people are speculating about, I think that it, it's going to be hard to, to mess with that eight that we've got at the moment, especially, like, moving the, the Lakers are going to automatically move in there. So for the Pelicans to get through, I guess what I'm saying is it's not going to happen with Zion missing so much time and all these other guys as talented as they are, still working it out for at least a season. Mm. I mean, we will be speaking about the San Antonio Spurs next, um, and I do feel like they might be perhaps one of the teams that sort of jumps out of contention, but uh, we will save yeah. that for uh, for just a little bit later on. But, um, Brendan, of course, we have talked quite a bit already about Zion, but um, when he does come back, um, and hopefully uh, for his sake and for everyone's sake, he comes back, leaner, fitter, more healthy. Um, mm. How far do you think he can take his game? It depends on how his shoes hold up, I think, to be <laughs> honest. A um, few blowouts, I don't know. But I could see them I could see them flirting with that eighth seed, uh, maybe 40 wins, give or take. Uh, I, I, love, I love how he plays. Um, you know, like he's a, he's a pit bull that plays at a million miles an hour, this fella. So, yeah, I hope he comes back and, and he does show us the potential like and the hype that was justified behind this first overall pick. But I don't know, man. Like, they've got some good pieces. I love Drew Holiday. have since he's broken into the league. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league and one of the best points in the league. And he's mm. really started to shine the last couple of years. But then other dudes that they've got on this roster, like Derek Favors... He's always been another guy that's like could ascend to one of the elite big men, but he just seems to rebound when it suits him. Um, he's, he's got a great, great post game and everything else. But Brandon Ingram, I think, is another big piece that could mm. help him get over the hump. If he puts it together, he could be something special. Like he's got the length, he can shoot. He just doesn't seem to to have that desire and that drive all the time, or at least on every play. So let's see if uh, if he sort of puts the pipe down and, and gives it a crack this season. <laughs> yeah. I, they have the I good luck charm in JJ Redick too. I don't think he's ever missed the playoffs. So could be a first. Yeah, look, I, th- I think, you know, the, the guys that they brought in from Los Angeles, Lonzo and, and Brendan Ingram, I think will probably benefit from that sort of, I guess, less considerate um, or considerable press coverage that they would have got uh, compared to yeah. what they... We're getting in Los Angeles where it's pretty much a camera in your face every waking moment of the day. But I feel like with that pressure off them, they're able to uh, benefit from that. You you can almost sort of see Lonzo maturing into a slightly more, um, you know, considerate sort of player. Um, and he he's, you know, essentially said he really wants to get away from 
um, all of the His big dad. baller stuff that well, yeah, all of the big <laughs> baller stuff that was uh, plaguing him over the you know the past couple of seasons. But um, and you also mentioned Jono, you know, guys like JJ Redick who have come in. Um, mm. I think that's a fantastic pickup. Um, it seen is, him yeah. play a couple times for the Sixers and. Um, what he provided, not only, you know, he's always been known as a, a long-range sort of uh, shooter, but he also can provide a, a couple of decent sort of um, playmaking opportunities, which I think is great for them. Um, and then, of course, you know, obviously Zion being the, the big major rookie there, but you've also got guys like Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker who are, you know, they're no slouches um, on their own as well. So... I think the pieces are, are, are there. It'll, you know, remains to be seen whether they can put them all together. But mm. there's certainly, um, you know, exciting times ahead in the uh, in the Big Easy. Um, it's it's got to be watch this space. I think with yeah. them, like yeah. they're going to grow and and learn to play with each other. And I think they'll be a force in a few years' time. But yeah, I don't think we can expect yeah. much noise this you, year. And you can't, you should be patient with a team like this. You know, if they've got some of these guys for quite a while, Lonzo, Ingram, still on those rookie deals or rookie extension deals. So they're not going anywhere. They've got a core, like a, a impressive core to put around Zion. So I think, you know, if, if JJ's there for some time, having his experience, his playoff experience, you know, not just round one and round two, but conference finals and, and finals experience, that is going to be invaluable to impart on some of those young guys who, who need to, to know what that's like and need to hear from someone who's been there before. Mm, exactly. Um, and we move on to the final team of our uh, season preview. And uh, we move back to Texas once again. Um, as we discussed the, uh, well, discussed the San Antonio Spurs, um, this, as I'd said just previously, is probably the team that I feel like might be the one to perhaps jump out of that sort of playoff spot, whether it is going to be more of a an eighth seed or sort of hanging around in contention. Uh, purely just because of looking at this sort of ins and outs team, they haven't changed a lot, um, which I guess might be good for uh, familiarity. But uh, Brendan, I'll start with you. Uh, is this a team that's you know in a, in a bit of a uh, a state of flux? Because obviously you've got you know your older guys like uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and um, your favourite Demar Derozan, but yeah. they're sort of yeah. melding that or you know crossing that with a lot of the younger guys, guys like Lonnie Walker, Dejounte Murray, Bryn Forbes, Derek White's in there as well. Um, it's it's tough to see how this season is going to go for them because they've got such a, you know, a weird sort of mesh in that sort of sense. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I think they're probably going to miss the finals. Like they, they scraped in last year, but you look at the team, it hasn't really gotten better. It's just gotten older. Like Aldridge and DeRozan are both um, in their thirties at the moment. And then obviously Rudy Gay's another old, old dude uh, hanging off his former glory. They don't really have, a lot of young up-and-coming pieces like i really like murray but he just can't seem to stay healthy but outside of that like you look at their team and there's, there's nothing really exciting like when you sign to murray carroll as probably him and trey lyles are your two big pieces from the off season it's like man popovich you could be you could be missing the finals for the first time in a very long time so uh yeah it's i think we're certainly seeing the twilight of the the spurs at the moment like the the force that they once were is long 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 in the rearview mirror it's mm. such a spurs thing though to not have a flashy 
free agent addition to not, you know, <laughs> to, to be questioning whether they're getting too old to, to make a, an impact. We, we've been writing the Spurs off for 10 years, I feel like. Every season <laughs> I, I do these predictions with friends and it's like, oh, I think the Spurs will drop off this year. Tim Duncan's getting a bit old and they just keep coming back because they've got Popovich and they've got talented players. And it's I know you say like Damar and LaMarcus are another year older They've got another year that they've been able to figure out how each other plays as well. And I, I think it's it's always a risky move to write off the Spurs because it just they just always find a way to get, to make the playoffs. And Paddy Mills is coming off the World Cup where he was amazing. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if he'll bring some of that fire to, to the NBA if, if Pop sees what he was able to do and gets a few ideas. Murray's only going to get better. I don't know. I I hate to to write off the Spurs. It, it feels like it's almost a blasphemous thing to do because they just always seem to find a way. NBA tragic John O'Peck uh, learning from experience <laughs> never to write off the uh, San Antonio Spurs there. But uh, I mean, even guys like Jacob Pertle, um, another sort of Toronto prospect um, who's come through, I think he can really uh, provide some solid offense off the bench. Um, and I think he's undergoing it better i'd say really but yeah look in terms of teams that are in that sort of state of flux this was probably the one that's most difficult to call Mm -hmm. purely from what you said jono about that sort of you know they're wily veterans they know what they're doing you know they've been coached by one of the best coaches of all time um so it's hard to hard to really say what that what's going to happen with the spurs but i i still think that you know if if everything goes right they're going to be sort of scraping that uh eighth seventh seed really um there's just i think everyone's sort of overtaken them in terms of quality and like you said brendan they haven't really gotten better they've just sort of kept it the same they've gotten older Mm. Um, yeah yeah i think it will depend on how much improvement we see from those outsider clubs like dallas and sacramento and whether they're able to, to kind of push up through the the bottom eight it's it's less to me about whether the Spurs decline and whether it's just whether they can hold them off. Because, I mean, even adding guys like Damari Carroll and Trey Lyles, they're guys who've been around. They've had good years. They've had not-so-great years. But Pop is also a guy that can find people and, and work with them, people who haven't been effective elsewhere. Like, remember Boris Diaw before he came to the Spurs and countless other guys before, like, like Danny Green before he came to the Spurs. They were just role players that didn't really have a place and then he figures out how to use them and they become these amazing like people who can turn a game over in in the playoffs because they're spark plug or they finding a a new way to play like Kawhi Mm. couldn't shoot when he got to the Spurs and by the time he left he was one of the best three-point shooters in the league so I don't know I I just I'm curious to see if, if Pop still has that in him if he's himself getting a bit past it and Maybe the the World Cup performance was a sign that he he isn't always right uh, yeah. in everything he does. But I guess, as I keep saying, we'll see. Yeah, well, it probably doesn't help that you know half of the squad that he had sort of left him before the uh, the World Cup started. But um, mm. I'd I'd say that was just an anomaly, really. But yeah, look, this will be a, a a big test for Pop. Um, but yeah. I, I, it's it's tough They've to got tell. Tim Duncan coaching now too. <laughs> yeah, and and Sue Bird. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun uh, 
fun tandem to uh, to coach in the future. But um, yeah, that's all of our teams um, that we've been uh, previewing this season. So hopefully you've gained a little bit of knowledge and maybe learned some things. And um, if you've got any ideas, questions, queries, comments, complaints, um, we'd love to hear um, your views on the season at hand. Um, you can always tweet the hashtag hoop dreams and you can follow us all on twitter you can follow me at it's tilby brendan where can they follow you can follow me at brendan 8bits and Jono. at Jono himself and of course you can always follow what we all do over at uh, the 8bit collective at we are 8bit um and i guess to end it uh we've got ourselves a fun little game to uh reward ourselves hmm. for getting through all of these uh, division previews um Jono, what have you got I've been sitting on this for about two months, actually. <laughs> so, which actually works in our favor. So, we're playing a game called Tabloid Trash Talk. I'm going to go through some headlines that came out during the off-season. It's a lot of weird and wacky news stories that I was able to track down and find. And it probably plays in our favor that they're so old now because it means that you're not going to be able to remember when they happened. But I want you to guess true or false with each of these and I've got about oh, close to 10 of them, so I might keep score as we go. Oh, yeah. Are you uh, alternating between Are you alternating between these uh, uh, questions? Like, are you going one for Brendan, one for me, or are you just sort I, of... I think we both have to answer it, right? Yeah, I'll get a true or false from both of you. So okay. it's, it's okay. completely fair. So we're going to kick it off with Giannis Antetokounmpo sparks a 662% increase in babies named Giannis since 2014 I'm going to go with false uh, I think that I may have heard this before but that might just be uh, my love for Giannis but uh, I'm going to go true okay so right off the bat it was Kawhi Leonard who has sparked that increase in babies names really Kawhi. Oh, that what must have been be, in Toronto <laughs> it must have been in just in the city of Toronto purely <laughs> Yeah, well, 662% might mean it's gone from like one to, I don't know, the math there. But 662. Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Grizzlies forward Josh Jackson accused of getting his four-month-old daughter high. Oh, my God. Where, where have you been picking this stuff up? I'm, I'm going to say true. Uh I'm also going to say true. You are both correct. Oh, that was a headline. And I will say a disclaimer. Some of these headlines will be read without context. You can't believe everything <laughs> that you read oh, or oh, hear. Good. But uh, yeah, that's just to protect ourselves from slander. <laughs> Next one. Darren Collison retires from NBA to focus on Jehovah's Witness faith. Hmm. I know he just retired. He was another little underrated point. I loved him at mm. the at the Pacers. The Pacers, mm. yeah. Um, so he's focusing on his faith now. Jehovah's I'm gonna go Witness. True. I'm going to go true. All right. Uh, oh, jeez. I am going to go false. Do you think it's a different religion or do you think that's not why he retired? I don't think that's why he retired. Mm. You are incorrect, Matt Tilby. Uh, yeah! Brenda, Brenda, that's three in a row. <laughs> Baby. You went on a roll. Yeah. He's he on went... fire. So, yeah, he retired to to do the Jehovah's Witness thing. Um, 
So I don't think that means he's doing mission work and that kind of thing. Next one, Marvin Bagley releases diss track aimed at Damian Lillard. Lillard responds with his own diss track. This was like a multi... uh, This is an ongoing story. I I love some rap beef. Um, And Marvin Bagley looks like the type of dude that would do this. But at the same time, you could be getting sneaky and he could have done a diss track about another player... Mm. And they've done the track back, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say false on the pretense he did it, but it's at another player. I think. Mm, see, this is difficult because I know that uh, Lillard and Shaq had put out diss tracks aimed at one another, but I wasn't aware that Marvin Bagley had potentially put out one. So I'm gonna go false. So that Shaq thing happened, I think it was only last week or the week before, but the actual headline was Lonzo Ball releases a diss track aimed at Damian Lillard. And oh, then that's always Lillard respond, responded. So <clears throat> a point for both there. Here I was saying, oh yeah, Lonzo's getting real mature now that he's moved <laughs> to, uh, to New Orleans. Now, so. He's spitting hate with his dad at other players. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next headline. Aisha Curry admits to sending hundreds of sexy pics to Steph Curry. This was a headline for some reason. True. Yeah, I don't see why this is news. Like, <laughs> a husband and wife can send Because she's know, like an Instagram influencer, maybe? I don't know. Uh, true. I'm saying true. I, I know, I'm pretty sure it was an interview I saw with them two on like Ellen. And he's yeah. got a very, like, he's got a no sex thing before the games. But I think they're doing a lot, yeah. of, a lot of sexting. Um, yeah, I, guess, <clears throat> I look I, I think I will probably say true as well okay I think maybe it's a headline because it's like against type for these kind of squeaky clean couple to, to talk about maybe but uh, yep yeah, both true both accurate both get a point for that one well what, what are the scores at the moment uh, so we've got Brendan on five and Tilby's on three so it's okay. close enough you've got time to turn it around got a few more questions alright <clears throat> okay Hawks Alan Crabb arrested for DUI on Sunset Strip. I'm going to say true. He looks like a dude that a drink drive. He is a weird looking mother. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I won't, uh, you know, go that far. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I had heard this story before or whether you've sort of twisted it on us and he got arrested for something else. But look, I'm going to say true. Mm-mm. It was actually Dwayne Deadman who was arrested for the oh, DUI. So Alan Crabb is uh, completely innocent in this one, and you've yeah. just slandered him. Slandered his good name, Brendan. What are yeah. you doing? Come at me, come at me, Crab Man. <laughs> <laughs> of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the views of any of the presenters on <laughs> Hoop Dreams do not represent the views of Eight Bit or our subsidiaries in general, unless they're ah! Brendan. <laughs> Brendan is Eight Bit. Yeah, well, we're just we're just trying <laughs> to. I love you know, throwing shade. Wipe our hands of this uh, this yeah. potential <laughs> court matter. Right. I'm gonna like take a trip to America one day, and the crab man's just gonna come up and fly <laughs> kick me out of nowhere, and he'd be like, "That's what you said five years ago, bitch." I feel like every episode you're insulting some NBA player's physical yeah, appearance, it's, but that's it's part right. of my shtick. Yeah, I just love how uncomfortable it makes Matt. I know. <laughs> Bless his little cotton socks. Yeah. All right. Next headline. James Harden wins smacking lawsuit against photographer. Smacking lawsuit. I can't I, remember him yeah, hitting I, anybody. 
I've always imagined Harden being a very squeaky clean young man. Um, this is difficult. <laughs> if if anything, I'd say he probably sued the photographer for nearly hitting him and, and Harden like flopping hysterically as he hit the ground. Going, oh, the photographer got me. Turn the tables on him. Um, look, I'm going to say f- false. Okay. You're going to say false? See, like I could just tank this and say false too and really limit your chance of trying to, to come back here. But I'm going to go I'm going to go true just to keep things interesting. So James Harden lost a smacking lawsuit against blogger. Against the blogger. That's what happened. Hold on. Wait. Have you got, have you got your own question wrong? Hold on. <laughs> Maybe I'll screw this up. <laughs> I may have flipped some of these answers around. And what, the ones that... <laughs> that was badly. That was badly. <laughs> Damn Always it. a professional podcast here on You've Who Trains, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So he actually won the lawsuit in a three-year legal yes. battle. He apparently he bro- <clears throat> broke this guy's finger. Uh, but I might have to go back and, and just tweak some of these uh, these, these scores because... <sighs> They're this on is, the record uh, now. They this are is on the record. Oh my Otherwise, God. I, might, I, I might be the one slandering people. Uh, <laughs> last one, Kobe Bryant releases two new young adult novels this year. Uh, this is, I feel like I saw this. Oh God. See, I've, I've been so confident thinking that I've seen something and you've just immediately flipped it on me. Um, give me I some th- truth. I think, yeah, I also think this is true. I don't care what the, the scores are. I just, I just want to be right for the last one. Brendan. He said truth. Oh, oh yeah. Did. said, give me some truth. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, both correct. They were both true, which, uh, gives Brendan a one point lead but as I go back and um, <laughs> and look at <laughs> at the, our scores I'm not uh, I don't know do we recount the whole thing it, all, all the ones that I flipped around I actually flipped them around the wrong way so it was indeed Giannis who sparked that 662% increase in babies it was Lonzo Ball no sorry Marvin Bagley <laughs> that released the diss track it was Alan Crabb, not Dwayne Dedmon. Uh And yeah, that was it. Does that mean so, I win? I don't have the brain capacity to figure that out unless you, <laughs> unless you uh, want to edit out some, some, math, some mathematics here while we figure it out. I think well, we should probably do it that way. So think, what we should so, do is probably leave it to uh, the fans and, and see, uh, <laughs> let them decide who wins this one. It's clearly me uh, because... <laughs> Jono can't do his uh, his math correctly. I'm going to declare this a draw, and uh, <laughs> and uh, that's that's how we're going to end the episode on a cliffhanger. Don't make me come after you, Skittles. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up, boogers. What what I might do just before uh, we end today's episode is I'm going to leave you with a uh, an interesting little quote that came out uh, earlier this week from one Nikola Jokic. Um, Let's hear it. Who was asked about what he did on the weekend. You know, pretty harmless um, you know, question to, to start off a press conference with. Um, and Nikola replies with, and I quote, I played Pokemon for five straight hours. <laughs> Just, he's a man That's after awesome. my heart. You know, he's, 
He's a uh, one of the best big men in the game, and he's just that confident in his ability. He can just go out and catch them all for you know, his weekends. He has, he doesn't need to get in the court and, and harness, practice his shooting and his defense. Just mm. uh, yeah, just uh, Play Pokemon. catch them all. That, what do you think? No, he's, what do you think those, his starter is? Yeah, he's doing say, the original one fifty one. There was that tweet going around today that was like a picture of you and your favorite Pokemon. What would be the one for Jokic? Um, Snor- Snorlax. Oh. Now that's He's too easy. Boy. Come on. That's too easy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Rhydon. Yeah, I would have said something like, yeah, a, like a, a Nido King or something. Like a, a male Nido King. Just Maybe like a, a Kangaskhan? Beefy, yeah. Kangaskhan's pretty beasty. That does make sense, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, oh, we're so glad that we get to uh, combine our loves of basketball and gaming on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, but of course, there will probably be more fun games in the season. I know I've got one cooking on the back burner. But uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's been our uh, episode for today. And of course, our season previews are all done and dusted. Next time we will be talking to you, it will be with the season proper underway. It has been so long, but I cannot wait for regular basketball to be back. Mm. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that has been us, of course. Uh, yeah, if you have any other issues, like we said, send us a, a tweet with the hashtag HoopDreams and, and uh, send us a follow. But, uh, yeah, from uh, me, Matt Tilby, Brendan White, and John Peck, it is goodbye for now. Take care. Boom, shaka, lacka. Can't believe I outsmarted myself on my own trivia questions. <laughs> Your maths is too quick, son. <laughs>